Welcome to a new episode of It Be Your Own People, a new podcast about what's going on in pop culture and being a POC in today's social environment. Because sometimes it be your own people. Maybe it's your brother, sister, or friend. Karen at the job or Karen next door. A leader of the movement you thought you could trust. Most of the time, it's somebody you already know. Beware the wolves, y'all. And now more than ever, people are showing you who they really are. And you need to know who you can trust. Hey y'all, we're back at it again. This is the last episode of It Be Your Own People before we take our summer break. So it's time for cocktail of the day. I'm having a nice extra cold glass of coturon. Ooh, Sally, what are you having? Ooh, girl, you real fancy over there. I'm keeping it real summertime time time. And I am on my 10th margarita. Oh, I like this. So you're about to be extra spicy today. I have to. And it's the summer and I need my vibes. I need my vibes. I like that. So let's jump into Let's Discuss. Check this out. Yes, yes, yes. And we gonna shake things up a little bit with some of these celebrity breakups. You know, it's summertime. Cuffing season is over. People are ready to be out and about and doing the things and having their best life. And the two most beautiful people in Hollywood will be doing just that. Since the interwebs told us that Michael B. Jordan and Lori Harvey have split. Ooh, child. Yes. So they have spent over a year and a half together. And apparently, according to their close friends, they both made each other better. So you both made each other better for somebody else because now you had them broken up and you showing your hot bodies to get your next. Is that what we're doing? I mean, who was shocked? Two tens can't be a 20 forever, girl. You're right about that, but they did last a lot longer than I thought they would. What about you? Uh, facts on that, because when I heard that Michael B. Jordan and Lori Harvey were together, I go, that's just asinine. Two people that beautiful should not be together. That's like against the laws of physics. Now that they have broken up, I want to know who they're going to get with next, because you got to get with somebody finer to make the ex a little side eye. Mm, and I want to know mm. if Lori's going to go back into her hot girl summer days because she was flipping from man to man to man before she settled down with Michael B. Jordan. So I want to know what kind of summer you having, girl? I mean, she is Lori Harvey and it is summertime. Like two weeks before summer, she done broke up with the man. Girl, she has a plan in place. She got a plan and I can't wait to see it. Now let's talk about a couple that's been together a lot longer. Shakira and her partner. They've been together for about 10, 11 years. They got two kids and they are done so. Mm, yeah, all because she caught the man cheating. How are you going to cheat on Shakira? Them hips don't lie. Thank you. Thank you. Ain't nobody safe. And you know what I find very interesting? What's interesting? Her- and Beyonce did that song called Beautiful Liar. And why the two people involved in that video done got cheated on? Make it make sense. Because their men feel like less than when they're with such a hot woman like that. So they go and do some bullshit. That's why. That, that math ain't math. And that just don't make no kind of sense. Who is safe out here? Who is going to be loyal to me if Shakira can't hold it down? I don't know, but let's move on to after the breakups. Sometimes you have babies. So Rihanna is a mama. She has a beautiful baby boy. We have yet to hear his name. And that's fine, girl. Love this journey for you. Love it lots. But please, for the sake of all that is holy, do not announce that baby name to be some kind of animal. I want it to be Roti. What about that? (laughs) That sounds too much like Rotimi. 
No, I like Roti or let's say Rude Boy. Yeah, I like that. I feel like they would be down. I like doubles. But so far, Aesop Racky has said that they are just so excited and they're going to be great parents. So good to them. Cool. Love all the journeys. And we especially love the journey for the shade girl, Andy Cohen who had his baby girl and she is named Lucy Eve via a surrogate. Oh, love this. I am so happy and excited for Andy Cohen. And this time his baby was able to be born in New York because surrogacy is now legal. When he had his son Ben three years ago, he had to fly all the way to Cali because it wasn't legal in New York yet. So kudos to him, Shay Queen of Bravo. Shady lady. And we also want to give claps all around and flowers and roses to Jeannie Mai, who finally showed us pictures of her cute baby for the first time. And they did not disappoint. You know, there's nothing I love more than a baby in a cute head wrap. Yeah, the baby is super cute. I'm still waiting for a little bit more that melanin to show up. But the baby's cute. You do your things. Jeannie Mai Jenkins. And now, oh boy, onto the Kardashians. You know, they've been doing the most. So Kravis, also known as Courtney and Travis, they had to have three damn weddings, child. Three. I mean, I guess third time's the charm. The third one is supposed to really help the marriage stick, I guess. But not for nothing. When you were with Scott Disick for mad years and he played you over and over again, and now you finally found the love of your life, you better have all the weddings and you better show out. You're right. And show Scott that he missed out. So the first wedding apparently was a practice. And they did that one in a Las Vegas chapel after the Grammys in April. Then what happened with the second one? So the second one was their legal wedding where they went down to the courthouse to get that paperwork, sign on that dotted line, get themselves a marriage license. And it was just the two of them. And this was in Santa Barbara on May 15th. And then just a little over a week later, they went and flew half the damn family to Portofino, Italy, where it was just like pictures after pictures after pictures of hot mess outfits. I was confusion. So first of all, Travis came to play. Travis did not disappoint. He was dressed down to the nines. He was looking real good in that custom suit. I cannot say the same for his bride. I don't understand. Like, this was your one boom, big blowout wedding where it was actually really small and intimate. You know, they had the siblings there. Her mom was there. However, Rob was not in attendance and neither was her stepdad slash mom, Caitlyn Jenner. So I'm like, this is your wedding. You showing all out. The veil was gorgeous. The veil had like the The veil was bailing. The veil had the exact replica of the Mary picturesque that is tattooed on Travis's head, which is so cute. But you cannot wear a wedding dress that's just covering the cooch cooch and looks like it's supposed to be underneath the actual wedding dress. And what was that material? It I'm was it supposed to be silk because it was giving polyester. It just looked like lingerie. And I don't care how expensive it all was like money can't buy you class because it was looking cheap cheap and you know what else my bone to pick here is the kardashians and travis barker got a shit ton of money right y'all can afford to feed your guests though like i was seeing pictures of some of those plate portions where i go if i was a guest at this wedding somebody getting thrown off this cliff understandable but you know they don't like to really eat when they have parties and stuff because for the simple fact, people won't be taking pictures. But for the children, the children need a full-size portion of pasta. Okay, just saying. 
And so apparently they're supposed to have their fourth wedding in Cali with the extended family and friends who could not make this one. Well, but now extended family and friends get a real portion size of food. Now on to Kim and Pete. We finally find out how they got together because Kim spills the beans on their Hulu show. Tell us how it went down, girl. Oh, and did she spill a girl? She ate up. She allowed us to eat up all the crumbs from this tea. So she tells us how at first it did in fact happen with that SNL skit. And do you remember, Tree, when we first saw that skit and we found out that they were dating? That's exactly what we said. It was that skit. She felt them things thinging. She felt the sparks. They kissed on a magic carpet and she said she felt some sparks. She had some feelings. Ooh. Then she goes on about how she did the SNL. She had this great after party. Everybody from production and everyone who came to see her was there except for one person. Yes, Pete did not show up. So then mm. a few days later, you know, she's still thinking about that kiss and what she was feeling from that kiss. So she showed up and asked the SNL producers for his number. She was like, hold on. Now I'm going to have to go chasing after this man. Then when she hits him up, she said she did, wasn't really expecting much because she wanted to what? She was DTF. Yeah, she said she was down to fuck. And she heard all about his BDE, that big dick energy. And she just wanted to have a good old time. But apparently the Staten Island King, the zombie eyed man, he laid down the pipe real good. And now it is months later. I think they've been dating for about eight months now. And she is surprised at how loving he is as a person. How sweet. Mm-hmm. She went from DTF to having him rub pimple cream on her while she sleeps at night. How cute. How cute. I hear it and I see it, but I still don't believe it. Like, I just can't. Nope. It's just it's a total mismatch. It's like together they make a 10 and she's the 10. But now we see all of the connections, the gorgeous women dating these, you know, white man rocker vibe type guys. Because what happened with her really good bestie, Megan Fox? Well, Pete message megan because he actually did want kim's number and megan was like ah, ah, no way not gonna happen don't ask me me and machine gun kelly we are not giving you that number not in a million years you are not her type it's not happening bruh yeah see that's a real friend i would rather my friends do that instead of knowing like why is this person asking my number that's no absolutely and why are you giving out my personal identifying information like that so i appreciate exactly. megan as a friend for that so we see with the connection of Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly, Courtney and Travis Barker, and now Kim and Pete. I want to know which white man with the rocker vibes is Chloe going to go after next because she sees the connection. She sees that her man ain't doing her right and is cheating left and right, and he will never get it together. So who do you think will be good for Chloe? Well, Johnny Depp is recently on the market and might be $15 million richer. And don't nobody do dirty rocker vibes better than Johnny. This is true. Plus, we know all about his past relationships. And I mean, the Kardashians love TV, film, court, all that shit in their face. So I feel like this would be good. Who else you got? I did not know this, but Milo Ventimiglia is also on the market. How is his finance available? Actually, I want him for me. Okay, so we're going to take him off the Chloe market, put him on your market. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, we like that. So we got one, I think, last person for Chloe with the white man rock arrives. Who are you thinking? Robert Pattinson, girl. Listen, he fits the description. 
tall, white, yeah. okay, skinny, mm-hmm. lanky, yeah, kind of dusty, yeah, definitely. And he looks like you know he only eats about two or three meals a week, so she ain't got to worry about that grocery bill. Yeah, and he got them sunken zombie eyes, so I feel like that's the type that they need. We gonna make sure we at Chloe so she hears this, so she can leave what's his face alone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What the fuck news? We are still on this abortion kick somehow. What is going on? So by now, I'm sure all the lovers and friends of the show have been privy to this alleged leak in Politico some weeks ago regarding the possibility of the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade, which would return the decision of abortion back to the states. Okay, cool. Fine. Whatever. And my thing is just like, why are we still on this bullshit about telling people what to do with their bodies? Why do we care? That's what I'm saying. Like, what year are we in? And we will never actually get any change if this is what we're doing in 2022. I cannot. So let's move on. Canada very easily banned rifle-style weapons. So why the hell can't the U.S. of the freaking A get it together? Nah, girl, we love our guns. We need our guns. They are important to us. It's right there in the Second Amendment. That's what they wanted us to have. In light of all of this bat shit that's been going on with all of these mass shootings basically every day, Canada has had enough and they moved to immediately freeze the selling, gifting, trading and importing of handguns. So it's not a ban. It's not we're taking your guns away. You know, you got to throw that shit in the trash. But it does mean that the number of handguns legally owned by Canadians outside of the military and the police will not increase from the estimated 900,000 that they have in ownership now. I mean, I honestly see nothing wrong with this. Like, what's what's the big deal? Why can't we just say, hey, you know, maybe you shouldn't be able to buy an AR-15 and then shoot up a whole bunch of people with it. And while America continues to lay back and let more shootings happen, as you see, the numbers keep increasing daily. I think there's about 350 shootings every day Yep, in America which is terrible. We have to do something about it. Now let's move on to less depressing news. Matthew Morrison, a judge on So You Think You Can Dance, talked about his exiting the show. Yes, when it first came out that he was exiting the show, it had something to do with a text message that he sent a contestant. So, you know, my messy ass immediately, I'm like, "Mm, your wife is going to burn you. But that's not what it was about. It was a DM. It was a message via DM. And so it made the contestant feel a little uncomfortable. She brought it to the producers. The producers immediately investigated and Matthew Morrison was let go. So now all we know is that he's leaving the show because of this issue. We don't actually know the message that was sent. And we do know that he's married and that he has two kids. One of those young kids being like seven, eight months. Mm. So we wanted to know what was actually said. And Matthew Morrison addressed this. Um, in a video and he basically was saying hey it's Matthew I would love to help you out with some of your choreographed moves or something it was very innocent very innocent but Sally talk about the issues is why this is wrong you're a judge she's a contestant you're obviously trying to give her help that the other contestants do not have at their disposal it's not fair to everyone else that's in the contest and also that's not your damn job man Yes, your job, literally, you sign contracts that you cannot contact any contestant. 
Neither can producers, neither can judges. No one can contact someone who is on the show until the show is over for a specific amount of time. So you know this. It's not your first time judging. Like you've been in the business for years. You sign a contract, you know what's right and what's wrong. So it doesn't matter, even though what you sent to her was innocent, you did wrong. And that's that. But you know me, I don't believe anything is completely innocent because of all the contestants on there. Why are you reaching out to this girl specifically? This is me, the wife asking, why are you reaching out to this girl specifically? Okay, you the wife. I'll be Matthew Morrison. He really loves choreography and wanted to help her with some moves. Okay, what kind of moves are we talking about? The Lombada? Oh, no, ma'am. Shut up. Let's move on. Anyway, talking about exits or at least shows ending, The Real has finally ended after eight seasons on Fox. They won two Emmys and the current co-hosts bid a really nice goodbye on the June 3rd episode. Mm, Tell us a little bit more about that goodbye episode. Mm -hmm, Yeah, you know, the goodbye was real cute. They put together a nice package showing all the hosts in the history. You heard me. The history of the real. Except for one former co-host, girl. They done played our girl. Who? They done played Amanda Seals. She was conveniently left out of the goodbye episode and was not even mentioned by her former co-hosts, Lonnie Love, Adrian Hofton, Jeannie Mai Jenkins, and Garcelle Bouvet. Although they did mention other former co-hosts, Tamar Braxton and Tamara Housley, who have left. So why wouldn't they even mention Amanda? I don't understand this. And I don't get why people in the industry stay playing Amanda. Now I see where she's coming from. Because at first I was like, I love you, girl. You're talented. You're smart. But you seem problematic. But this is something that was deliberately done to rile her up. And, you know, fans are always talking about how she was just too real for the real, ironically. Of course, because the real was some real fake, you know, cute shit. And she came on there, wanted to talk about real issues. And this happened in 2020 before everything happened in 2020. She was the first one to bring up George Floyd Mm -hmm. and his death before anyone else on TV did. And that is just how real she is and cares about African-American culture. And this was before it was everyone was jumping on the bandwagon to talk about George Floyd's death. Like she was the first one to talk about it. But the fact that no one else was talking about it yet, they kind of felt like she was going in too serious of a direction. Come on. Now. I mean, the girl has an entire degree in this. If anyone is going to bring these issues up, it should be her. It should be. But I don't like how they played her and even up until the end. And that's why, you know, she went on her Instagram live and she just let everybody know her thoughts as she should. And you know what? I'm riding with you always, Amanda Seals, because that's some bullshit. Real rude. And speaking of real rude, I have a little bit of a bone to pick with MTV because the MTV Awards put out this new reality royalty award. And guess who was their first recipient? Who? Oh, what Miss Bethany Frankel? And to me, that math ain't mathin'. Yeah, so let's be really clear. The parameters around winning this award is that you had to be really notable and go down in reality history. So let's be very clear. It is not about everything that Bethany has done in her real life of philanthropy or how great she is as a businesswoman. Because hands down, if it was like a business extraordinaire award, she would win that. No question. This is about people who have made their stamp in the reality world. And that's Miss Nene Leakes, okay? Or you want to talk about Miss Tiffany New York Pollard. Talk about the people who have staked their claims. I don't understand why they always just stepping past black women doing the damn thing. 
And then my thing, too, is like when I think about like reality realness, I'm going to think sound bites. What sound bites has Bethany Frankel given us? Not a one. But Nene has given us a ton of meme worthy things to say, such as, therefore, I'm rich, bitch. Yes. Or how about how she's always trending regardless every other week on Twitter just because she is that bitch. Okay, she is that habit in charge. But even when she's not part of a show, girl. Okay, but also who gave us habits and tried Tiffany Pollard. That's what mm. I'm saying. It's like you gotta give them flowers where they really do. And right about now, Nene's trending for something else. Hmm. She's trending for lawsuits, and we ain't talking about the one she got against Bravo because now she's the one getting sued, and her stepdaughter is out here dragging her in these Twitter streets. Yeah. So right now, you know, after uh, Greg Leaks, the dear Greg Leaks departed last year, Nene has moved on and found herself a man. However, her man is still currently married. So even though they're separated, his estranged wife wants to sue Nene for embarrassment, et cetera, et cetera. All the things she should be suing her husband for. She's suing Nene because Nene got money. So now Nene is out in there. Not so good of a way because, you know, what's her favorite line that she likes to say? Close your legs to married men. Yeah, so that is now trending. As again, Nini's always trending. And just a few months ago, she sued Andy Cohen and Bravo for keeping her coins and apparently shutting her out from making more money. But then, you know what? The other day, she just said happy birthday to Andy Cohen. She said, I heard it's his birthday. Ooh, the shade. Well, not only that, she also apologized to him and said how let's try to bury this whole mess under the rug or try to move past all this mess that we got going on. I go, which one is it? You can't be suing the man and then saying, let's bury the hatchet. The shade, the shade, the shade. And now people who are trying to stay relevant, but they're really not. That little woman that Kanye was dating for a hot second earlier. Oh, the pretend model, Julia Fox. Yeah, there you go. She went to the grocery store her underwear, child. Why? It's giving sit the fuck down. That's what it's giving. Definitely, because it's like nobody <laughs> knew who you were. Nobody knows who you are afterwards. You clearly planted those photographers to take a picture of you walking to the freaking grocery store to get water and two bags of groceries. You could have easily got that delivered. What, Instacart? You could have had your assistant pick it up. You could have done Uber Eats. Uber eats all the things you should strategically wore brown panties and like a long overhaul jacket that's open with a bag that was jeans pants like the whole outfit was so strategically put together I was like girl sit your little narrow ass down like and it wasn't even cute underwear either it looked like something she picked up from the dollar 99 bin at Walmart it's somebody that clearly she is you know trying to promote on the Instagrams because it's not making sense And now it's time for that B-A-N of the week because bitch-assness knows no bounds. This B-A-N of the week goes out to a man who, honestly, we have spent just way too much time talking about this damn year. For real. Nick Cannon. Everything about him. Everything. Gotta go. Just, uh, sir, you're doing a lot. We are banning your sperm, first and foremost, because it's doing a lot. You're giving way too much. Well, yeah. Let's talk about that. So didn't he say he was celibate for a bit? And then now he talks about now he talks about, you know, he's awaiting his new baby with model Brie to sigh. I don't even know how to say her name. And then he talks about he went for a consultation to get the snip snip. Right. I know you didn't believe that one. Now, I know you didn't believe that. one. But it's like, why do you want to be in the news for all this? Like you have so much going on in your career 
why is this like it's one thing to have all these children but it's like slow it down have with one woman or at least you know a few less women than you do now especially because he was on i remember he did an interview on the breakfast club where they asked him about getting a vasectomy and he said no that he was never gonna get one because his plan is to have as many children as possible so then when he turns around and said oh dang i think it might be time i had a vasectomy i'm like sir shut the fuck up He's only doing this for attention and it's like getting really extra corny because he was already kind of corny before, but now it's like super corny. But anywho, the 31 year old DJ who had his twins just last year announced that she is pregnant again. Now, we do not know if Nick Cannon is the father, Mm. but what Mm. do you think people are going to say if he is? I mean, she also did say that if you wanted to know that you could subscribe to her OnlyFans to find out. Yeah, I, I can't. <laughs> All so, of these people just like having children, putting their bodies through the most with this man who's sleeping with everything moving. Come on. Want better for yourself. And also, pregnancies aside, my concern obviously is people there are other things to worry about other than getting pregnant if he is out here shooting the club up he could possibly be shooting up the club with more than just babies i mean the monkey pox is out here all out willy-nilly like okay but let's be real he is definitely on going after certain types of women models who looks cute enough to be in his circle so you know he's gonna get the health checked out because he's very much open about having open relationships with multiple people however this last chick model breed to say i don't know he seems to be calling her his girlfriend so i don't know if he's maybe deciding to settle down maybe until the baby's born i have no idea but i'm just like what are you doing like this is getting very old and you've legit had like six kids with like five different women in the past two years that's a problem oh hell no i think it's been more than that it could be more that was just me throwing out the numbers but i think it's (laughs) right it sounds about right i was on the socials the other day when this announcement came out and someone had said that nick cannon looks like he is inspired by that episode of john stamos and svu where he was going around having all types of kids left and right and not telling women that he was poking holes in the condoms and i go you know what that was probably his inspiration for real well you know he says he doesn't use condoms but Child. on top of that, there was a whole big ass, which we're still going through, baby formula shortage. Now, Nick Cannon definitely has something to do that because he's buying it all up for his <laughs> family. Come on now. We still in that hole. There are innocent people. I wasn't ready for that. Children. They trying to feed their children. And this man over here trying to buy it all up because he got 20 million kids. Stop. You wrong for that. You wrong. Stop it. That's all I got to say. And I'm done with this. You know, we love this section. It is time for Baby, we winning. Eight time Grammy winner and R&B legend, my fave, Anita Baker. Oh, she's on top of the world again after she has returned to performing. Thanks to Chance the Rapper for helping her get her own masters and rights to all her music back from her little nasty ass ex-husband. See, this is the type of support for black women that we need more of. She sold out her first concert in over 10 years in Detroit, confirmed a 17 city North American tour 
and is now looking for a Vegas residency. Won't he do it? Class all around for your girl, Anita. Yes, class all around. Now they better give her everything she's asking for and all of her flowers because I heard, you know, it's going to like the Las Vegas residency is still in talks. And even though she sold out the Detroit concert and performance, those tickets were selling for a lot of money. But people are sleeping on Anita Baker like she is the R&B of the 80s and 90s that led the way for everybody else. So put the price. We will pay it and we will show up. Rick Ross, she had uh, Chance the Rapper and she also had Lil Wayne. Little Wayne showed up at her concert in Detroit and she gave a shout out to all of them, gave them their flowers while she was on stage. Don't you love it? Love to see it. I can't wait. So when she has a Vegas residency, I'm gonna pop up there because no offense, but I don't do Detroit. I can't blame you, girl. I was there for two years. Um, I can't blame you. But moving on. No, thank you. No, thank you. Let's move on. Moving on. Something else that we love to see is black people in their billions. Billions on billions. Who's a billionaire now? Now we got LeBron James becoming a billionaire, making him the first time active NBA player that has achieved this milestone. So he out here making buckets, but making billions from the bucket. Yes. So LeBron billionaire James Forbes says that he's maximized his business generating more than 1.2 billion in pre-tax earnings and that's after being on three major teams and all the other businesses that he does okay billions we see you i see you lebron you know what go ahead boy take that and now on to someone we love to hate and talk about but we still love him tyler perry what's he doing in georgia now Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Tyler is buying up all of Georgia. So first he created this whole big production studio where he makes seasons and seasons of all his TV shows in just two days. But now he's taken that money and invested it and he has created himself the Perry Estate in Georgia, girl. Now, this estate is over 1,000 acres. Yes, 1,000 acres. And it costs over $100 million to create. Tell me how many rooms is up in that joint, girl. How this place costs $100 million and it only got eight bedrooms? That's because each bedroom is like a penthouse darling. Should it better be in Georgia? So you got eight bedrooms and 12 bathrooms. That's a lot of toiletries. I want to know why there's so many bathrooms. But again, once we get to that millionaire level, baby, ooh, we're going to be doing the same. So I, you want to know, wanna know I, why there's so many bathrooms in there? Because all the shit that be going down. Ooh. <laughs> That's why we friends. That's why we friends. We see each other. Let's get into these good watches, y'all. Check this out. Ooh, Tree, you know I love me a judge show because that used to keep me nice and together when we was growing up and on the daytime TV. I would run home and try to watch all my judge shows that I recorded. One of our favorite yeah. judges, he's coming he's out with his own out. reality show. Okay, who? Girl, Judge Mathis. I love me some Judge Mathis. Before you get into his new show, that clip where he read that woman down and said that, no, I see you. You look like you want crack, girl. <laughs> And she finally broke down and said, you know what? I just taste a little bit. Yes. This is why we love Judge Mathis. But OK, sorry. Continue. If there's one thing Judge Mathis knows how to do is how to tell you you on drugs, specifically crack. Because he used to be there and he changed his life around. But mm-hmm. let's give that his reality show on E. It's called Mathis Family Matters. Love it. 
It follows him, his wife, and their four grown children as they navigate through life, love, and of course, Hollywood. He says, when the robe comes off, I'm just another sucker. So I saw a few clips. I think the show's premiering soon. And one of his sons is fine, girl. Oh, I saw a girl. I peeped that. You know I'm watching. And his little granddaughter, she like she's really running the show, or at least running him. So it looks really cute and funny. And I can, I just can't wait to see what he's like outside of the courthouse. Because in the courthouse, he's a whole hot mess, which we love. I mean, honestly, you really think he's that much different? Well, even more, you know, open. Ain't nothing that he's going to stop saying with his mouth. Because Like, inside or outside the courthouse, he's still going to be telling people they on crack. And that's that on that. True. Moving on to a new show that's a must watch loot on apple tv first of all already love the name because it's giving me rich bitch vibes yep it debuts later this month in june and it's a workplace comedy that stars none other than the queen herself maya rudolph so you already know this about to be some wild ass funny shit yes so she finds out her husband is cheating on her Mm. and that basically changes her whole quote-unquote dream life And she plays a rich billionaire divorcee after, you know, finding out about this trash ass husband. So she's trying to get into the the workforce. I think she already has a company that she's supposed to be leading or maybe always has been, but never been involved. So it's about to be funny. I'm like, okay, all right, Apple TV. Anything Maya Rudolph, I'm here for. Listen, Maya Rudolph, Black People and Billions. That's a recipe for success right there. We also have Candy on Hulu starring Jessica Biel, which is a limited series that takes us back to the late 1970s to a real crime that shocked Texas along with the rest of the nation. Okay, so a lot of crime been going down in Texas for a real long time is what I'm seeing. A long ass time, so don't nothing change. But Jessica plays Candy Montgomery, who was accused of murdering one of her best friends. Now, this whole story is extra crazy, and it was a true story. Ooh, it just goes to show you, oof, some white people, you could really cry your way out of some real murders, okay? And the best part about it is that Justin Timberlake has a little cameo up in there, and it's kind of cute once you realize that it's Justin Timberlake because they did a real good job with his makeup. I was like, hold up, Justin, you look real dusty. <laughs> maybe that's just from the pandemic. Ah, uh, maybe, but it, it was a good one. It was a good little thriller. I like that. Mm-hmm. Mm, that movie's really giving the it really be your own people up in here because murder by your own best friend, mm. a best friend who was sleeping with your husband. You girl, know they white girl. You know they white. <laughs> you know there's a lot up in there, but it was really really good. So it's a five part series. Definitely catch that. And now on to Tom Cruise. Yes, we have Top Gun Maverick that's finally coming out after being delayed for two years, but this will make it a record box office open for the Cruisinator. Dang, that must mean it brought in lots and lots of motherfucking money because Tom Cruise is always a box office hit. Yes, actually, it was done for two years, but Tom Cruise did not want it to come out because he didn't want it to be on demand. He wanted people to get up out their houses and go to the theater. So he delayed it being released for two whole years. And now it came out Memorial Day weekend It made over 230 million in the box office, which apparently, yeah, it was a record breaker for Tom's career. So, okay, go ahead. Wow, that's a really smart business move. Tom Cruise is the example of seeing the long-term goal and not getting short-sighted by 
the instant gratification win because he was just like, now nah, I'm going to take this. I'm going to let it rest because it's going to make me some money. Yes. And we know Jay Ellis insecure is in there. So I need to go see this. Apparently, people told me, no, I got to go see it in the theaters because I was like, it's about to be on demand in like a few weeks. I could wait. Like, I don't really care. But apparently go to the box office, help them make some money. You know what? I might take an afternoon off and go watch it at the liquor serving theater. Yeah, do that. I heard it's really good. So everybody go support Jay Ellis and the rest of them. What y'all talk? The sad blackity black ass truth. Why are there always issues like this? Why are people like this? So Disney's hit show Obi-Wan Kenobi. The actress, Moses Ingram, has continuously received racist threats from so-called fans simply because she's in the show. Are you serious? Oh, boy. Listen, if there's one thing white people gonna do, they gonna wipe people their ass all the way through some shit. She made her debut as the Inquisitor Reva, and she revealed that since then, she's received hundreds of racist messages sent by toxic fans. That's a really nice way to put it, girl, including accusations that the actress was nothing but a diversity hire. Okay, sure, because we're talking about a show that's about aliens. So exactly like this is all made up. What is the problem? I don't get it. So the whole Star Wars production team is on her side and quickly released a statement supporting her, even the lead of the show. Tell Mm -hmm. us what they said. They said, we are proud to welcome Moses Ingram to the Star Wars family and excited for Reva's story to unfold. If anyone intends to make her feel in any way unwelcome, we have only one thing to say. We resist. Basically, it's a real cute professional way of saying fuck you and the racist ass motherfucking horse you rode in on. I like what they said, but I also would have just liked them to put fuck you in there right after the we resist. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, at least they obviously have her back. Why wouldn't they? But it's just so sad. I'm like in this day and age, you get a job, you're excited to your job. Who gives a fuck what race you are? Also, this is a made up world. Get over yourself, people. And now let's move on to our new holiday, Juneteenth, and how all the businesses are trying to profit off of us. Come on now. Because if they're not being blatantly racist to our faces, they're also trying to capitalize off of our history and culture. Case in point, Walmart trying to create this Juneteenth flavored ice cream for their great value ass brand. What? No. No, no, no. Bye. Also, there was not only is it sad and ridiculous, but the backstory of this, apparently the artist who created the marketing for that, he was white. No, of course he was white because no black person would have done that. that. Did you see the logo? It was trash. I did, but that's not even the point. It's like, I'm sure that there were people of color in the room and behind all these decisions. But how do you not have someone stand up? Anyone, doesn't matter what the race is, and be like, this is wrong. There are so many ways to celebrate this great new holiday that's now a national holiday, but it's always been a holiday for us. There's so many ways to celebrate, and you over here trying to make money and think like, oh, let's put out anything. Let's put out an ice cream because it's summertime. Like, where are you getting at with this? And it was red velvet and cheesecake. I go, wow, really? You couldn't have been any more creative with the flavor profile on this. Also, it's great value. Don't nobody want to. 
And I just want to highlight and thank the new Aunt Viv from the new Fresh Prince. But she was the one who brought this to our attention. Thank you for seeing this and calling them out because they trash. And, you know, June is the top month for capitalizing off of marginalized communities that during any other month you really could not give a shit about. Oh, yes. Because if it's not Juneteenth, it's Pride, girl. And that is the problem. There's every single brand out there trying to, in some way, make their product work for pride. That's mm-hmm. not what the month is about. That's not what the holiday and the celebrations are about. It's about these people who are in this bucket feeling like they can be free and they can be with and love who they want to be with and love. Mm-hmm. That's it. If your product and your business doesn't fit in that category, then leave it alone. Just say happy pride and move on. That's it. Support them. Give money to a cause that supports them. And that's it. I love how in June, everybody's gay and loves all the colors of the rainbow. But during every other month, you can't even say the term in school. Okay. Problems that this world has. Many things on the list of America do fucking better. Let's get into Celeb News Reality Roundup. Unfortunately, we are starting this segment on a bit of a sad, somber note as Britney Spears took to the socials to let us know that she has unfortunately lost her miracle baby. We hate this journey for her. Yeah, but you know what? Her and her fiance, they said that they're not stopping and they are feeling, you know, that this is strengthening them for the future. So we give them much hope. And now let's move on to messy Ramona, Ramona Singer from Real Housewives of New York. What did she do now, girl? Oh, my God. She exposed, snitched, did everything leaked Teresa's wedding details on social media. Yeah, so apparently Teresa sent a really nice cake and a glass wedding invite, which laid on top of the cake, to all of her wedding guests. So, of course, Ramona, being who she is, immediately went to IG Live and showed off the invite, which not only gave us the date, but also the location of (laughs) Teresa's wedding. So now, on top of that, hopefully she was going to have Bravo cameras there. Having cameras there is one thing. But having paparazzi and everybody else try to show up and bombard you in your wedding. Ooh, child. And all of Louis' exes. (laughs) Yes. That's another. Ooh, child. But it is coming soon. Speaking of coming soon or not at all, we really need to talk about Scott Disick and Shayna Mogler just doing the most. And they need to stop and do nothing at all. Yes. My thing is, Scott. You and Kourtney Kardashian have been broken up for like, what, seven years. You had ample time to get your shit together if you wanted to be with the mother of your three children. You chose not to. You chose to date young, barely 21-year-old girls for years, which is weird. Shayna Mokler, you and Travis Barker have been broken up, divorced for over 10 years. But now, since he recently got married, you decide to sell your engagement ring online, which, by the way, she got just under $100,000 for I mean, I'm sure she did, because I remember when they had that reality show and he was showing off that ring. That thing was blinding. Yes, she was only asking for like 50K, but she got basically double. The whole point is, if y'all don't stop and let your exes move on and be happy, like, I don't understand why you think the world revolves around you, because it doesn't. You had your chance. You messed it up. Let them do them and you do you. It's giving toxic and narcissism. It's giving get a life. Speaking of get a life. Ooh, 
Pita, aka Messy Patricia from, I guess we can say House Signs of Atlanta because it's still in his handle, will always find a way to make a moment. Yes, he wants to let Cynthia Bailey know that even though she's moved on, he has moved on with her ex-besties. But not in that way. Yeah, moved on, meaning like he's friends with them and she really doesn't talk to them at all. Mm-mm. So he was at Portia's fiance's party and took a nice little snap snap with who? With Portia Nini. And he was really cozy, like holding Nini's hands, like looking like they're the best gal pals ever. And Nini's married but separated boyfriend. What? Yeah, I love this. Peter messy. knows how to have a good moment and he knows how to be messy. And apparently we might see him on the upcoming season of Real Housewives of Potomac because there are rumors that he might be dating Giselle, which you know what? She might need a storyline. So I'm I'm there for that. And honestly, Peter is way very many cuts above Jamal, the passer man living in the phone. Now let's move on to some reality TV. The Challenge All-Stars is bringing it. Yes. The only thing I have to say about the most recent episode is Beth is a bitch. She knows she's a bitch. And she needed to take her bitch ass off the show. What did she really do? What yeah, do? I don't I don't understand why Beth literally showed up for two episodes. She didn't even try on the first actual challenge. And then the second one, you know, she gave up in that elimination. And it's like, I understand that your time was short lived. So you wanted to make as much drama as possible. That's what, you know, reality TV is for. But don't bring up lies about people's marriages. She basically insinuated that two people on the challenge who are really good friends. They're both married. They both have children. She said that they're having an affair. That's not okay. Most of the people on All Stars are married because they've been a part of the MTV world for over two decades now. They have real lives. That ain't cute, girl. Shady lady. And the way that she said it in the confessional, she pretty much admitted I'm making this up because I want to start drama and John A is a cheater and blah, blah, blah. And I go, but how do you know that she's a cheater? Also, she doesn't cheat in the challenges. She actually does pretty well. Like, what's the problem? Very much true. Breath just came to make up a bunch of lies. But I'm also really loving the growth for Jordan. I didn't ever think I would like Jordan, but he's actually a decent person. And he's not afraid to go in the elimination. Also, Darrell, my man, what happened? Baby, that was a bad way to go out. You didn't even try in the challenge. And then you got taken out by, what, a muscle spasm? No, you're better than this. Make it make sense. Yeah, that was really hard to watch. I was disappointed. I mean, I get the whole debilitating fear of heights thing. I'm right there with you. But but this is the challenge. You go there and face your fucking fears. Yeah, like I would have taken a Xanax and let that shit ride, girl. And also Wes. That's why I love Wes. He's so messy, but you know what? He has plans. And he's also not afraid to go into the elimination. I don't understand why these people are so eager to play like a messy game and like nobody is ballsy enough to defend their own title and go and take somebody out. Right. Like, that's what I love about Wes. He knows he's a messy bitch. But guess what? At the end of the day, he's going to answer for his messy bitch ways. Yeah. Whether he wins or not, he will go into an elimination. So I'm happy that he won. And yes, it's a good guy. But we don't like all that niceness in the challenge. We want some messy shit. So I'm glad Wes is still there to mess up the house. And he got his stores. And also, we're going to talk about this challenge slash CBS spinoff 
that's coming to Paramount soon. Apparently, all of the shows from CBS is going to have their own big conglomeration of the challenge. However, it doesn't involve any of MTV shows. I'm confused. That doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. But it looks like TJ Lavin will be hosting based off of the preview that I saw. Oh, then I'm here for it. They are allowing Big Brother, Love Island, Survivor, The Amazing Race, all of those really intense shows, plus Love Island. They are going to be in their own version of the challenge. And it's wait, hold up. I like how you said all the really intense shows plus Love Island. Because yeah, you know Love all Island. they be doing is drinking and fucking on that show. Exactly. And you lay around in a bathing suit, which is like, okay, cool. But all of those people from CBS are coming to make their own, like, who's the best of the challenge type shit. And then we are still going to have the regular challenge on MTV. So my thing is, but why can't any of MTV people go on this new challenge spinoff? I'm confused. Yeah, I don't like that this show is being called the challenge, but none of the challenge people will be on it. Call it something else. Yes, it's like MTV is allowing CBS to kind of take over their show and put all the best of the best from CBS onto the show. And call it the challenge. I'm confused. All I want to know is which show do I have to go on to get onto the challenge? Okay? Right. I mean, if we're looking at this in terms of what would be the easiest show for us to do, probably Big Brother or Love Island. Yeah, I ain't doing no Love Island bullshit. But I do. Oh, no, we can go on the Amazing Race together. OK, I'm down for that. We I'm would not- be great on the Amazing Race. OK, that's what we're going to. All right. So it's settled. We're going to do that and we will find ourselves eventually on the challenge. Yeah, now- make sure to vote for us for the Amazing Race. Now moving on to another kind of throwback reunion type show, the real world New Orleans reunion. I've been living. I have been living because I love me some Melissa. Melissa is queen. She has just the perfect amount of shade, looks, biting commentary. She's witty. She's smart. She's funny. And that paper ass bag purse that she got goes everywhere with her. Yes, but she also is very real mm-hmm. in showing that literally 20 years later, two decades later, she was saying this stuff as a black woman on MTV, how racist and disgusting a lot of the things are in the world. She was talking about 20 years ago. It's and still she true. Got today. a lot of shit for it. It's still true today. And yes, a lot of it like wasn't shown on TV. What was shown on TV, she got a lot of flack for. But this is why you have to say it, because one of her roommates known as Karen Ash Julia, we named her that. But her name is Julia and she just doesn't get it. And she plays the victim. And then she tries to insinuate that one of their black castmates, Tokyo, um, formerly known as David, he, he changed his name to Tokyo. He was helping her one night and she tried to insinuate that she he was being aggressive with her. I love how Melissa came to his defense because it's like you are not about to demonize this black man's character and say he was being too aggressive with you when your ass was beyond sloppy drunk and he was trying to get you home. Falling out the damn car. Bye. But she's doing way too much. She is basically trying to create a show so that she can, I guess, move on to some other reality stuff because she's putting her own marriage on the line. She's flirting with another castmate who's also married. She's doing everything that is disgusting and dirty. And it's like, where are your morals? Do you know what they are? Well, not only is she flirting, she's also talking about how this man gave her her first orgasm. (laughs) And I'm like, why are you talking about this on national TV when both of y'all are very much married? I need to know where is Jamie's wife 
And why hasn't she come over here to slap this bitch yet? But the thing is, it's about like the whole show is about being real, right? And opening and talking about that. But these things happened 20 years ago. You can't talk about shit the way it happened 20 years ago in the same way that you would now, especially being that you're married. You're both married. You have children. Like you have to be respectful to where you are in life. And if you don't care about your husband and your husband's feelings or your husband said that you can have an uh, open, you know, relationship, that's on you. But you need to respect him and his wife for what they got going on. Because they don't want to be in your little bullshit, weird, whatever the fuck she's doing. It's odd and it needs to stop. It's giving bitch you crazy. But now on to Below Deck, what's going on there, girl? Well, I love that you are talking about it's giving bitch you crazy and you need to calm down because big tits annoying Ashley, bitch you crazy and you need to calm the fuck down. Yes, on Below Deck ceiling yacht. Ashley, she's that type of girl that will always hate on other girls. Mm Mm-hmm literally no matter what you're doing it's just like why why are you still hating on another female she actually was happy that this new stew came in and didn't know as much she said no, she doesn't know anything oh it makes me feel so good why does someone not knowing something make you feel better and that's why i'm really glad that daisy did not make her second stew and i'm glad that gary is not giving her the type of day even though he sleeps with everything walking also marcos is super hot and he can make anything and he does not complain about it. I love it. I, I just love this new crew. I am sad that the old second stew had to leave. But Ashley, everyone's seeing you for who you are, a thirsty bitch. And my red flags with her were already up from jump when she kept talking about how, oh, well, you know, women just don't really like me. And I go, OK, well, that's a very interesting characterization. Did you ever stop to think that maybe there is something that you are doing within that pattern? Because it can't be all these women hate me and I'm so great. Like, what is it that you are contributing to the equation? It's one plus one equals two, not one and none. Okay. And Gary, sir, we need to have some like HR policies put in place because this can't be happening all willy nilly all the time. Like, what the hell? You're just out here. You're literally shitting where you eat. Yeah, but it's not in his department, at least not this well, season. True. So it makes it a little bit better. But, you know, that's why we watch the show for the hookups. I just don't understand how everyone's hooking up with him. But I am here for Colin and his messiness and Marco's great food. So I feel like I like the way this cast is going. They're showing Kelsey a bit more. So they like, are. Right. She's shady. She... I'm like, all right, cool. I can get down mm-hmm. with this. Yep, 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 yep. And what I definitely have been getting down with is this season of Drag Race All-Stars. The legends are being legendary. They came to serve. They are eating up all the crumbs. They're not leaving anything behind for anybody. And I'm loving it. Yes. That very first episode with Shea Coulee winning and Monet exchange. I mean, they brought all the looks. And then the second episode, they already did Snatch Game. And I was like, I wasn't ready because it was so early. But everyone has been bringing the looks and the commentary and the fact that nobody's going home. I really love this. Like, I love that it is all former winners. So you want to see the best of the best and that you could block somebody. So it's really just a nice game. But the looks and then they even change after the runway. They change again before they sit down. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, There's I so it. many good looks. I'm just here for it all. I think they need to do this again. 
likewise and it's giving like fun shade like it's i like some drama but i also like that they're actually having fun with this and you can tell they're really bringing their all it's fun shade because no one's actually going home do you know Mm -hmm. what i mean it's not like before where they're like okay let me team up with you and try to get this person home now it's like okay well whoever makes top two like i just want to win the money and then maybe i might block you so the fact that it takes that pressure off no one going home we're really starting to see the friendships It's time for our housewives throw down. Oh my goodness. I'm surprised that I still have hair on my head because Dubai Housewives premiered recently. And oh my goodness, it's a smash hit. It was an amazing premiere episode. We got to meet all the women. And what did Andy Cohen have to say about it, girl? You know, I'm here for it because Andy co-signed all of the crazy, messy, mess, mess, mess. He said that it's a season unlike anything that we've ever had before. And the bitch ain't lying. And you know, I'm bald. It was just like, I mean, Beverly Hills gives us fashion and money. But this money was like, oh, I like. And then hearing all of the history, talking about religion, seeing the different languages that the women speak, because a lot of them come from different countries. Mm-hmm. I was here for it all. But I know Chanel Ayan. Apparently, everyone in Twitter thinks that she's going to be carrying the season on her back because she is messy, crazy girl. They don't hate me because I'm beautiful. They hate me because they're basic. Period. Dot. I love Lisa Milan's family. But Caroline Brooks, who's also friends with Phaedra Parks, who will be making a little stop on the season. Caroline Brooks, girl, I've never seen someone talk so much shit in their confession, though. But it was like deep jabs, deep, deep. No, those weren't jabs. Those were gutter punches. I'm trying to end your life. Shady lady. Yes, she talks about this child's wig being halfway down her head. I mean, girl. The real show is happening on the socials in response to these confessionals. Yeah. I mean, Twitter's loving it. It was a really good premiere episode. I'm hoping that all of the good mess continues on, you know, for episode two. I'm hoping that it just give us all the pow pow in episode one. Thus far, the season looks good and crazy. I like that there is a friendship with all of the women and so we're not just jumping in and that each one has a story to tell two of them are divorced the rest are married and they all have children so it looks like a good bunch i'm happy and caroline stanberry apparently she came from ladies in london and now she has a new young boy toy who's like 17 19 years her her junior Mm. go ahead girl let's see how that pans out that's all i'm saying we also have beverly hills back and the tea is hot so be careful or you gonna burn your whole mouth off yes be careful but like that was a lot giving us the dorit robbery the very first episode i was like oh yeah, that was ready heavy. for that that was heavy heavy but now it's like i understand that she needs to go through therapy and deal with this but If this didn't happen, just putting it out there, if this did not happen, Dory, what would your storyline be? Just questioning, just asking, because you cannot bring this up into every conversation that happens, because I see her doing that in the next few episodes that follows, where it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, someone's going through their own stuff, and now it's like, oh, but you didn't, like, go through, oh, having a gun. I'm like, girl... 
I feel for what you went through, but this is not what we're talking about right now. Her storyline before that would have been, I need to learn how to shut the fuck up. And then if she's shutting up, then there is no storyline. So now she has an excuse to keep talking. All I know is that Garcelle is bringing the realness in her confessionals and in people's faces. That's how you are a true queen. You talk the talk. However, Sutton is bringing funny mess that I like. Erica's still trash. And I'm not liking this rift right now between Crystal and Sutton. I thought that they had squared it up. And I don't like how all the women are attacking Crystal and not understanding her feelings. Because it's like, yo, I told you how I feel. I don't need to explain myself anymore. That's how I feel. Yeah, they're doing a lot. And I don't like the way that they're doing this clicky. I'm still ganging up on the new bitch in town. It's very mean girls. It's very high school. Let it the fuck go. Also, that bitch is rich. She, she don't give a fuck about you. Also, Diane, a new girl. Who are you to be talking about Sutton? She looks awkward and weird or whatever. You don't even know her. And I just don't like how she's coming in. As a new person, just know. Talking about, oh, and I don't go to stores. It gives me hives. I've never been to a store before. Honey, you told us you were broke when you came up. You were completely broke. And then you met someone. Like, clearly, you've been to a store before. Like, before your husband, your very rich ex-husband. Exactly. Like, you just got that money. You are nouveau riche. Don't, don't get it twisted. Yeah, it's just all very fake. But of course, Erica loves her because Erica's, you know, bordering broke now. But now onto this tea with Lisa Rinna. Also, I haven't seen Kathy Hilton yet, which I'm not happy about. And I don't I think she's going to be on the show. I think she might make a little pop, I thought. But I do know that Garcelle is bringing her friend Cherie. And that is Will Smith's ex-wife. So I can't wait to see her pop up because she hasn't been there yet. And I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Oh, that tea going to be real good. Now onto Lisa Rinna. Lisa, 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 Lisa. Girl, stop flapping them gums because they really are not getting you anywhere. Recently, there was a whole big like to do in the reality world where apparently now we know that Chris Chrisley is gay. Big whoop. That's not news. Who didn't know that? Like, and water is wet. Welcome to the world. Kelly Dodd took it upon herself to laugh and chime in about like, oh, ha, ha, ha. Harry is next. Basically inferring that Harry is also gay and in the closet. That rumor came from was something that Lisa Rinna got to a spat with with some other man. Yeah, with some blogger, marketing manager, man, and they ended up posting each other's phone numbers. And now Lisa Rinna's getting all these different text messages from strangers and the like. It's giving what the fuck is going on. All I know is Harry Hamlin, leave him the F alone. I love that he's 70. He does not look 70, but he doesn't deserve this. Lisa, if you're messy, you stay in your messy world. Do not bring your sweet little husband into this. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't want none of that. We're going to save Harry. We must protect Harry and the sauce at all costs. All the sauce. Yes. Now moving on to ATL. Ooh. Mm, yeah. Legs and hips and body, body. So first and foremost, production, claps, standing ovation, roses, flowers, banners, streamers, everything. Because the shade from production in these three episodes alone, girl. Ooh, cook my tea. My hair is gone. All Outstanding. of it. Outstanding. They deserve an Emmy or whatever the hell they would get for the show. It has been amazing. 
Secondly, Drew, I love Drew before the show. Not that I don't love her on the show. It's just that her husband is making her look so bad. And I just want more for her. I know that she's better than this. And her husband, he doesn't deserve her. And he can't be doing it for cameras for a storyline. Because, like, the stuff he's saying is damaging and rude and disrespectful. And disgusting. Sheree, on, on the other hand. Sheree, you have no reason to be talking about someone else's relationship when your man just got out of jail and you can't even see him in his halfway house, honey. <laughs> what? And you know he has a, a curfew by how how late he can be on the phone too like what and then you said y'all only had sex once and y'all not having sex now girl sheree you are smart and too gorgeous for this is she yes she is she is i'm gonna need her to do better but speaking speaking of production this upcoming episode of atl production has has called she by herself i mean where is the lie i love it that's why they need emmys emmys all around because it is so true and the thing is sheree you know what i could at least give you a pass if you were doing all this and you showed your fine son every episode but where's your son i need to see your fine son he's he's going okay like what what is going on here if you really want us to not talk about and shine a light and all of these other messy areas in your life please give us the people what the people want Yes, Sonia and her husband, they're doing a great job. I love oh, he find. them. Um, Marlo and her fashions. Marlo's giving us a great storyline. She's a great Monty, an aunt and a mom. And I am liking seeing the nephews and seeing her inside her house. I mean, we waited a long, long a long time to see inside her, her life and for her to get her peach. So she's bringing everything. And Kenya, you are wrong for having a three-year-old birthday party for your daughter, Brooklyn, as beautiful as it was, and you're going to bring up this messy game with the adult women? No shade, but shade. Come on, girl. Yeah, she did that to herself. And then her white friends over here getting all mad and shit, saying, this is a three-year-old's birthday party. Now, Candy, Candy don't have no real drama. She's just, you know, making her money, having more businesses, but I don't like her trying to come at Todd with this like, oh, why you have I this don't. Jersey apartment? Like you're, you're, you're fishing for a storyline at this point. But the whole vibrating panties thing for your friends with their husbands around is really weird. And then yeah, the that husband, was weird. Like, the husband's having the remote of the other women's pan- like it's weird. So it'd be one thing if you were giving this to someone as an engagement gift, as a bachelorette gift, like if just my a friends- gift in general. Like if you just wanted someone to spice up their life, that's fine. But to know that you wanted them to wear it while you guys were out to go to a Broadway play. Yeah. And then the like, remote. If I give can- you a gift like that, don't tell me when you used it. Just use it. And then the remote can possibly control multiple underwear. And then you have people in their husbands. It's weird, man. Oh, I didn't catch that about the remote being that's what she's about to reveal on the episode coming up so so that is no 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 that's that's she didn't didn't tell them she didn't tell them she was like she said oh i kind of didn't tell them that it could i don't think she knew like how close it was do you know what i mean because i don't think that she had maybe like that situation where everybody was wearing it and then one could possibly set off another i don't think so but we'll she'll find out we shall find out, but all we like, know I don't that. want my husband controlling the vibrating panties on one of my friends. Like, no. Yeah, but she didn't know that. I don't think she knew that that would happen. And mm. then in the confessional, she's saying that. But we gonna move on. Jersey had a whole season and gave us a lot of not that much. 
And Teresa is still the queen because nobody else can talk about anything else besides her and Louis' relationship. I do like how Louis came and defended himself at the reunion because he basically said, like, I don't mind Margaret asking me questions. I would have just answered it. But Teresa didn't want me to. So, okay, we got that. The other thing is Tiki Barber, you are so fun. And your wife is so boring. She's so knotted. She was so so knotted that she was at the reunion and they edited all her scenes out, girl. I honestly I have forgotten that Tracy was even on the show and that she was that she wasn't in the reunion. That's how immemorable she was. I actually forgot her name. That's why I said Tiki's wife. (laughs) I was like, oh, I didn't even notice that she wasn't on the reunion. All I know is that Jackie is a friend of Jackie's going to be moved to a place of I wouldn't be mad if Black Dolores was moved to a friend of. But I'm going to need, you know, I just can't stand Margaret coming after Teresa. It's like, just stop talking about her. Just leave it alone. Stop. Her mouth just bothers me. It it just like moves in very weird, awkward (laughs) directions. And it's very much a trout mouth. It's a trout mouth. And now we're going to move on to Potomac where they have a lot of trout. Um, we cannot wait to see if the cameras are around for Ashley's separation news. I know Bravo had to be all up in there. So if this upcoming season doesn't have it, I'm going to write a nasty letter to Andy. I'm pretty sure that was the best way for Ashley to secure the bag for this season. So I highly doubt that Bravo missed any of that shit. Yeah, I want to see single Ashley because we've never seen her single. And now she's under she's out from Michael's claws. But and with just- his money. And Giselle, you know she needs a storyline. So she, there are rumors that she might be dating Peter from ATL. Girl, talk about. So Peter gonna have to change that handle from of Atlanta to of Potomac. Yes, of Potomac, baby. I can't wait to see it. And they actually would not be bad. So I can't wait to see that. But see, this is perfect for Giselle because Peter's so thirsty for camera time that he going to be out the phone in her house all up and through the season. He sure will. And now we're going to move on to Real Housewives of OC. That season gave a whole lot of nothing. That's it. That's that's the update. <laughs> Literally nothing. But I do know that they are going to shake up the cast. Tamara is still not coming back, and I'm sure she is shooketh that she's not coming back. <laughs> Been there, done that. But um, yeah, we we just gonna have to see how they switch it up because a lot of people need to go at this point. I do like Heather, and I do like Shannon, so I feel like if they keep them two, y'all could y'all could get rid of everybody else. How about that, man? Um, bring back Jesus Jugs. Yes, she would be great. She has a whole new fiance. I did not like her ex husband, so let's see how that plays out. And now we, of course, have Real Housewives of New York that still I don't even think they've casted yet. They're going to have two different seasons, an OG season, which is like the older people. And apparently the young season with like new people. We don't know who's going to be casted. They haven't started shooting. So it looks like we won't get a new Real Housewives of New York for at least oof, a year. Like, damn, it's already hasn't it's already been gone for a year. Well, Ramona hasn't spilled the beans about anything, so I doubt it. She has not. But the only thing we have forward to look forward to for Real Housewives of New York is the second season of Real Ultimate Girls Trip. 
Oh, that I am looking forward to because them bitches are a hot mess, but they're like fun. Yeah, so we're going to have Zorinda clip clip. We also going to have Tamara and Brandy, Phaedra, Eva. Eva is also currently pregnant with her fourth child. Happy news for her. And we have um, Vicky Gumbleson, the literal OG who started it all. And so then Cat Meme Girl. Yes, Cat Meme Girl from Beverly Hills. I forget her name. but Listen, you know. everybody knows who Cat Meme Girl is. You don't even have to say it. No one knows her name. Everyone knows her as Cat Meme Girl. Taylor. Taylor is going to be back. But we can't wait to see when that drops. It should be coming up soon on Peacock. Other than that, y'all been doing the damn thing at Housewives. Okay, bravo on Peacock, bringing us all the things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And with that, we bid you adieu until season three. Have a great summer, everybody. And guess what? We will be back with all the mess. All the mess, all the doctors, all the things, all the stuff. We will be here. We will resume. Enjoy your lives. Deuces. And that's all we have for you today on It Be Your Own People. Stay woke, stay alert, and tune in next time.